1: Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Maddie Bolaños in San Francisco. A busload of more than 40 migrants sent by the state of Texas arrived in Los Angeles yesterday afternoon. The group included at least eight children. In a statement, Texas Governor Greg Abbott said his state's small border towns remain overwhelmed by the thousands of people crossing into the U.S. from Mexico due to President Biden's refusal to secure the border. The group of migrants made a stop at Union Station in Los Angeles before being taken to a welcoming center at a nearby church. Angelica Salas, executive director of the Coalition for Humane Immigrant Rights of Los Angeles, says they've been prepared for this and work with immigrants coming to L.A. on a daily basis. What doesn't happen every day are these political stunts. And so that's the difference. We can't control what Governor Abbott does. We know what we can do and how we will organize ourselves in order to manage a situation of very vulnerable human beings and to provide them the information they need so that they can make the decisions about their lives. In a statement, L.A. Mayor Karen Bass said Abbott is using human beings as a pawn in his cheap political games. Just last week, the city of Los Angeles approved a motion directing city departments to take the necessary steps to make L.A. a sanctuary city for immigrants. The arrival of migrants to Los Angeles comes a little more than a week after two planes of immigrants were flown into Sacramento by the state of Florida. Now, California Attorney General Rob Bonta wants Florida officials to send the state information on how this occurred. Bonta says the records he's requesting are critical to an investigation into how the transport of migrants to California was organized, who in Florida authorized and paid for it, and whether any human trafficking and kidnapping laws were violated.
0: We believe that civil or criminal laws could have been violated, and because of the movement of these individuals across hundreds of miles and the deception, that was an essential element of that movement.
1: Bonta says he wants the records within 30 days. Meanwhile, questions linger about how these groups of migrants ended up on these flights. Here to tell us more from Austin, Texas, is Jack Herrera, L.A. Times national correspondent. Jack, welcome. It's good to be here. So how did Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' team get migrants to board a plane to California? And what were those conversations like?
0: Yeah, so I spoke to people last week who were in El Paso at this shelter, um, Basically, just a gymnasium in a church that doubles as a sleeping place for people who've just crossed the border. So, at the Sacred Heart Church, they say that uh, in early June, a group of four people uh, started approaching migrants outside the shelter and saying, "Hey, we have a private plane to California, and you should get on." And some people told me that they talked about helping them with their immigration cases, or you know, the quote I heard was, "Get our papers in order." So they were very—it um, was all friendly. No one was strong-armed, but. They were very, they're making a hard sell. They really wanted people to get on.
1: And you spoke to a woman who said she was encouraged to get on one of those flights, but ultimately she didn't. What were her concerns and were they shared by others?
0: Yeah. So I spoke to a woman, Maria from uh, Venezuela, who said that, you know, they made the hard sell to her. She said, I don't really want to go on the plane. I want to have my, I have a court date in El Paso in just a couple days. And they said, well, don't worry about that. We'll change your court date in California. And she said that they offered her um, lodging. You know, she was sleeping on the streets. And they said, wouldn't it be better to stay in a nice hotel? Like, we'll get you a good place to sleep. And she ultimately decided that she didn't want to go because the whole situation made her nervous. And she said something that I heard from other people, too, which is that she thought that it was likely or possible that they were drug traffickers. She said, "Why, why else would they have a private plane? And why would they be offering this work?
1: But you also spoke to people who said that they would get on a plane if it were offered to them. Why is that?
0: Yeah. So when Border Patrol paroles uh, you know, asylum seekers and migrants after they've processed them on the border and gives them a court date or you know, an ICE check-in to come back, um, they don't provide them with uh, funds or, or uh, help with logistics to travel elsewhere in the country. A lot of people are trying to reunite with family in places like New York or Chicago or California. And so uh, a lot of uh, migrants do find themselves dependent on aid from NGOs, uh, you know, faith-based groups to book and pay for this travel across the country. And so that means that there are plenty of people who are perfectly amenable and eager to get on, a, you know, private plane offered for them to go to California.
1: And for those who did agree to get on the first two flights, how were they treated?
0: Yeah, so from the accounts I've heard, mostly from people in El Paso who had friends or acquaintances take the flights to Sacramento. They described treatment that was normal and respectful, that they'd stayed for a night or two at a Super 8 motel in New Mexico before being taken to a small airport and flown. And their stay was comfortable. Uh, They were fed well. Um, they were allowed to leave if they wanted to leave. Um, they said that once they got to Sacramento, they, they, sort of, they realized that they'd, they'd gotten themselves into something that they didn't totally understand, because within hours, they were being interviewed by the police, and later even, um, they met with the governor of California. And so I think some of them had a sort of whiplash, this sort of feeling of, what have I gotten myself into? So some people felt confused, but no one alleged mistreatment.
1: That was Jack Herrera, L.A. Times National Correspondent. Thank you so much for your time and reporting, Jack.
0: Thank you, Maddie. It's good to be here.
1: Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of The California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Deveta from Throughline. A tentative agreement has been reached between longshore workers at West Coast Ports and the Shippers Industry Group. No details have been released. The tentative deal still needs to be approved by the union representing dock workers and shippers. The two sides have been talking for months. And recently, there have been slowdowns at ports in California due to the labor issues.
0: Support for the California Report comes from Guideline. Their automated 401K plans can be set up in 20 minutes. More at guideline.com slash CA. Guideline, the California way to 401K. The Wesley Foundation, investing in California's underserved children and youth. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org.
1: And that's the California Report for Thursday, June 15th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Mavi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day.